welcome everybody to This Week in XR with It's Charlie Fink, uh, Forbes columnist, uh, adjunct professor and author with my friend Ted Shilowitz, the futurist from Paramount, and our special guest today, uh, Zenka Cairo, uh, who is also a futurist. So maybe we'll have time for some dueling futurism. Uh, the news this week is mostly the news from last week, which we took off for the Labor Day weekend, but we have some exciting things to talk about. We're only four days away from the ban of TikTok. We'll tell you how to work around it and if we think it's really going to happen. Enreal just raised another 40 million bucks, and they are on their way to being the first mover in the Android side of the AR glasses sweepstakes. Uh, we've had seen some big changes at HTC. Uh, unknown if they're really going to be a player in VR. And then, of course, uh, we have Magic Leap's 90% write-down. So its investors have written down their investment. last This time last year, $6 billion. And uh, now just 10% uh, of that. And then, of course, Facebook's given us a first look at Facebook Horizons. And uh, will give, us, give you our opinions on that. Before we get started has been known for her amazing work with augmented reality art and sculpture. And uh, she has transitioned. Uh, and uh, we'd love to hear more about that, Zenka. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you, Charlie, for inviting me. Yes, um, yeah, I, I, art is important to move our emotions, but there's so much to do and so much to say right now. Um, that I've moved on to building um, metaverses, right? So figuring out how we're going to combine and create and self-organize along our passions um, as we move toward a 3D web. Um, so we're working on um, basically a three-dimensional search engine. So how do we take collective intelligence? So how do we use polling and how do we use um, the way we think about the world to um, to search better, right? To to a lot of things are changing very quickly right now. Um, so you know, getting a search um, with just a page of text um, when what you want is on page five uh, isn't going to cut it anymore. So we're really looking um, at redesigning that, and it's been very exciting. That's great. I can't wait to see it when you're done. Um, two things uh, to talk about this morning. Uh, first of all, today is 9/11. It's the 19th anniversary of everything changing. Uh, I don't know what else to say about that. Um, you knew while it was happening uh, that things were gonna be different. Uh, and the changes were certainly more immediate and uh, dramatic than, um, than what we're seeing with the pandemic, which is kind of gradually unfolding in real time. Uh, mo moving on from the um, from the serious to the unserious, those of you at home on the podcast can't see it, but Zenka and I are using um, Snap, the Snap Camera app uh, to enhance our Zoom experiences and provide some visual interest. And my counterpart, Ted, is driving in his Tesla. So if you're listening to the podcast, of course, you're not seeing this, but he's, the Tesla is self-driving while he is with us uh, on the podcast. How's it going, Ted? Good, yeah, Ted, yeah I, I wouldn't recommend this on a normal car, uh, but in a self-driving side. So uh, I'm on the 405 right now, and as long as that guy doesn't cut into me, it should be fine. But I'm not driving the car. The car is driving itself, so 
I can participate in the podcast with you guys. So the, I can see out the window, uh, we're in LA, and of course the sky has been kind of orangish here. I know in the Bay Area, it's been insane. Uh, the, and, and I understand it's raining ash there, uh, which so far we have avoided, but uh, very scary uh, times with regard to climate change. Uh, speaking of scary, it looks like in four days, uh, the U.S. government is going to try and ban TikTok. How would that work, Ted? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I've only been kind of cursory following this because I feel like the nonsense layer on this is at the highest sort of level. Um, there, there's just so much level of like what's really going on and is this really a threat compared to the actual real significant real threats that our country is facing right now uh, almost takes us to a point of ridiculousness like maxed out at the absolute max, right? Um, I think the, the thing we have to worry about least is TikTok taking over the world. Uh, the thing we have to worry about most is our, our current government uh, doing really awful things and continuing to do them. So um, I guess, you know, from my perspective, uh, uh, much ado about nothing is sort of my opinion on that. Um, and it'll be interesting to see what does indeed happen. But truthfully, it is very little, uh, occupying a very small space in my brain because I just think the relevance of it is extraordinarily minor. I think the relevance of a U.S. company taking it over is extraordinarily interesting. That, that part is, is, is really interesting from my standpoint. Yeah, they're not going to be able to announce a deal by the 15th. So we shall see whether the uh, Trump follows through. Uh, it'll certainly make him look even more ridiculous if he doesn't follow through. Um, yeah. But I suppose they can oh. find some pretext for that. Uh, you know, the whole thing is about dominating the news cycle, and he doesn't really think about, you know, uh, much farther than how he's going to do it again tomorrow to push today's outrages um, out of the news. What do you think, Zach? Are they really going to go through with this? We'll have to see. Um, but that's, I mean, Ted talks about things being ridiculous. Well, that's that's kind of the baseline right now. So we're, we're in that kind of realm. And as we get the decentralized media and ability to to talk, I mean, we'll find a way to do it no matter what. <laughs> they can't shut it all down. Well, yet, here's, so. here's a workaround I want to share with everybody. I hope you can hear it. Uh, we're going to play a little TikTok that tells you uh, how to avoid a ban uh, if it happens using your iPhone. Want to use TikTok even if it gets banned? Here's how you do it. All you have to do is hit settings and make sure to hit share copy link so this video goes viral so we let everyone know how to do it. You're going to hit general, then you're going to go to region and you can actually hit region right here and you can actually change it to any country you want that's listed here. So you can just change it to Canada. So let's type in Canada where it's not banned. You can literally keep English. Boom, we are now in Canada and everyone can still use the app. Tell everyone, share copy link and make sure to follow me on Instagram. Right. Um, so on Instagram, I am, I am CD Fink on Instagram, so uh, that is in my um, history of posts, and uh, I hope that helps you. So our friends at Enreal uh, have made an amazing, rather uh, bulky, but still glasses-like pair of AR VR glasses that's powered by the latest Qualcomm chip, and they are coming out this fall. Uh, which means within the next 90 days, they're already uh, being sold in South Korea as part of a 5G bundle. Um, unclear how wh what partners they're going to have in the United States. Uh, developers, 
love the Unreal. They keep talking about it in a way that they never talked about magically, Ted. What, what can we expect? Yeah, so Chi and I are friends, the CEO of that company. We talk quite a bit. Um, and they're on an inter interesting trajectory, that company, right? Because they're building what I would call kind of a, a bridging device, that it still uses a smartphone as its power. And it's, it's effectively a very advanced, fairly lightweight, fairly comfortable head-mounted display that actually works pretty well and will be fairly low cost. And they've built some partnerships with some of the telcos and some of the, the mobile phone providers uh, in Asia and soon to be in North America. And they're raising what we would call an appropriate amount of capital to achieve their objectives. Um, and they are achieve, achieving those objectives. It's still not a device you're gonna sort of wear all the time, but as a device to kind of extend your reality past that five or six inches of your magic screen and stick it on your head and grow that screen to kind of any size you want, it's a very distinctive and important step in the evolution of what we call the, the, the post-smartphone world. So it's, it's something I'm keeping a very close eye on and I'm very close ties with that company. Um, spent a lot of time talking with them and strategize with them about how we're gonna use it for entertainment. Um, let's, let's jump over to HTC, a company which was uh, very important in the la commercial launch of VR along with Oculus in 2015 and it looked like the HTC Vive was outselling uh, the Oculus Rift for a period of time. Uh, they built a distribution platform for VR experiences to compete with Steam uh, called Viveport um, and they also had a big management change about a year ago where they brought in Yves Maitre who was a French telco executive to run HTC. He recently resigned with the blessing of the board uh, he's moving back to France. The pandemic has kept him away from his family for almost a year, uh, they said. Um, but there may be something more afoot here. Sher Wang, the chairman, back in charge. Um, Zdenka, what do you think? Is HTC still a factor in this world? Yeah, I mean, they've been trying to beef up their cell phone um, into, uh, you know, higher quality, but their VR is still a strong competitor and could be what we grow into. Um, people still love the headset. Um, they're, you know, the eye tracking is coming through. They're, they're working on new features. So I think that um, if they can't get the, <laughs> can't get it going with the smartphones, um, they can at least jump forward and um, stay as, as a hero in VR if they keep innovating. Um, yeah. Ted, are we all gonna be sucked into the Oculus or I should say Facebook VR ecosystem um, and, and making uh, companies like HTC uh, more or less irrelevant because they've chosen this middle space. They're not going like Steam did high end with the index. Um, yeah, I think they've got to compete with the reverb uh, from HP. Uh, I'm just not having good feelings about them under these circumstances. Yeah, I think you and I are, are pretty much on the same boat on this. It, it felt like HTC was at their strongest point when they were partnered uh, deeply with um, with women's team and really showing the strength in, in going after that harder core gamer interactive entertainment uh, market. And the last thing I did on my vibe was play um, uh, Half-Life Alex, right? Um, and other than that, I'm more using the Quest and the, the Rift because the walled garden is just a little more sophisticated and a little better. 
Um, so I think HTC is starting to fall into that no man's land that, that Zenka was talking about, where it just doesn't have enough traction anymore to, to hold the market, right? I mean, the existing yeah. customer base is there. They will continue to use theirs. I continue to use mine. But I think the, the strength of the platforms is starting to show. And this is actually just a, a telltale sign of the maturity of any kind of area of technology, right? Um, companies that have more wherewithal start to build up their value quotient and it starts to work. Um, and HTC, I think, is going to be a victim uh, of, of that challenge. Well, Oculus, um, or I should say again, Facebook, uh, just released Horizons, which is their third at bat with, for a big social world. Uh, Zenka, have you been following that? No, I have not been on Horizons. There's, there's, well, it's, right now it's in closed beta, so they're being very selective about who they let in. Uh, riffraff like me, who may have um, snarky things to say, are being kept away at the moment. Um, but we're seeing lots of videos, and lots of those beta testers are writing uh, on Medium and in other places uh, about their experience with Horizons. Uh, to me, it looks like it is a based society. So it will depend, like Second Life did, on people colonizing and building things there that are not only desired, desirable to others, but places where the builder wants to center their online life. And I don't know whether that's going to work. We shall see. It's at the very beginning. It looks like there because people have to colonize and build it. They say that their building tools are actually quite good. But in my opinion, the world isn't really filled with builders. The world is filled with occupiers. What, what do you think, Zeka? Occupiers versus builders. I, I disagree. Um, the world is filled with builders. People want to build if you give them the right tools and if their friends are there. So if people's friends are on Horizon, they're going to go on Horizon and they're going to have a blast building stuff, just like Minecraft. The, the Minecraft generation is ready to build. Well, that is a very good point. What do you think, Ted? Yeah, I agree with that guy. I think that's right. The, you know, between Minecraft, Roblox, and now Sony Dreams, we are starting to see more and more of this self-creationism um, start to populate across multiple platforms. I think when it comes to Facebook and their aspirations in social VR, they have so much muscle and so much wherewithal that they're going to keep experimenting and monkeying and working on the chemistry until they get it right. Yeah, they, like, can, they can afford to fail over and over again. Yeah. That's a luxury startups yeah. don't have. And they've already failed three or four times at it. Exactly. My instinct is at some point they'll buy VR chat because VR chat fundamentally has got it more right. Yes. Uh, and they have that organic use case that is yeah. already working well. Yeah. Um, but, you know, maybe they'll just keep monkeying with it on their own until they get it right enough. But at some point they'll be like, just buy VR chat. That's yeah. like the way they bought Beat Saber. It was the best selling game. And they were like, just, we should own that. And they should own, you know, VR chat yeah. at some point. That's my instinct. That who, who does own VR chat? Do you know those guys? Uh, I do know them. They're, the, they're their own self-propelled self little group, and they've been doing it since the early days of virtual reality. They're really scrappy. They raised a small amount of capital, and they keep the thing running, and there's a, a very strong viral group of, uh, as you say, builders and occupiers, but mostly builders, people that build their own stuff and, and visit it on a regular basis and use the tool. Um, 
So it's a it's a very real company. It's a very true organic uh, success story in VR. Yeah, I think basing it on avatars and avatar creation um, was a very smart strategic move, sort of like Snap being a camera first company. They're an avatar first company. So moving right along, uh, the final topic today before we have, have dueling futurists predicting the next year or two uh, is uh, our friends at Magic Leap taking a uh, 90% markdown. I guess they take these markdowns to um, have their balance sheets uh, more accurately the value of their investments. Um, but you see companies like Google um, writing down a company that was a year ago worth $6 billion uh, down to several hundred million dollars. Uh, not a great way uh, for Peggy Johnson to begin her uh, reign as CEO, the new CEO of Magic Leap. Ted, what do you think? Do they have a chance or are we going down further? Yeah, interest, this is a really interesting one for me, Charlie. And I was actually reflecting on this the other day. Again, you know, from a full disclosure standpoint, Rodi is a very close friend of mine. I really like him. I respect his, his chutzpah, as we say, and his yeah. attempt at trying to do something new. And you and I have talked about what a large, uh, you know, expansive effort it is to change the compute dynamics and the compute understanding of what this means from a visual standpoint. It's a big deal, even what they've accomplished so far, and we can critique it in lots of ways, um, but it's a big deal. Um, the, the thing that I think is interesting to reflect on, and, and some of the people that are watching this, if you haven't had a chance to watch a documentary called General Magic, um, it's so on Showtime. It's so and it is in so many ways a mirrored event to what is going on with Magic League. Um, really Magic League had so much right, but did quite a number of things not so right on their way. And as we look back at it historically and compare what happened with General Magic to what potentially will happen with Magic League, I think we're going to see a lot of corollaries. The interesting thing, not to sort of spoil the story for anybody that wants to watch the doc, because you should watch the doc, it's really, really interesting, is the things that came out of General Magic effectively are the smartphone of today. Uh, and one of the, the principals in General Magic, who was one of their junior engineers, ended up developing and designing the iPod for Steve Jobs that ultimately became the iPhone. So Let's not General forget Magic the Android operating system and Nest which also were, were created by uh, former uh, employees at General Magic. Just for those of you who don't know what General Magic is, it's a company from the early 90s that had developed with some telco partners essentially what would a, is a smartphone. It was yeah. a little larger than a smartphone. It wasn't super mobile, um, but it, it had the network effect. It depended on other people having uh, that device and they could never sell enough of the devices and there were never enough people on email. Part of their problem in being so far ahead of their time is people didn't know they needed email all the time. The people using email in 92 and 93 were using it largely for business purposes or, um, you know, they were part of a very small group of first adopters who were using, you know, bulletin boards and, and early online services like CompuServe and, and ultimately AOL. So they were way ahead of their time. And as a result, when they brought their product to market, and Ted, you're absolutely right, it was a moment 
like we had for the Magic Leap, which was, oh my God, it's here. And then it just, the bottom fell out. So it's an interesting thing to learn and study. Um, and General Magic was, you know, a spectacular success in its failure. Like, it, it yeah. set the stage for what literally changed the planet and the way that we communicate and function and what I'm doing right now would not be possible without General Magic. General Magic uh, today is just a consultancy that's a shell of, of what it used to be. Right. Yeah. Right. So, so let's, let's finish um, the roundup with, with um, a quick with Ted. We've had it before. Ted calls himself actually, even though his title is futurist, he actually is a pastist. And this is a great example of that, right? Reaching into the past to predict what's going to happen in the future. Is that your approach, Senga? Definitely. Um, but except you have to <laughs> change all of the algorithms because everything's happening very, 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 very fast now. So, and we'll continue to do so. I can't, I can't wait to see what you come up with. You are so creative. And again, I'm so uh, very, very uh, flattered that you agreed to join us this morning. Um, Ted, final thoughts on futurism before we adjourn till next week? Yeah, I mean, I think I'm, I'm kind of living it right now. I sort of pinch myself that here I am on an advanced video chat with you guys while my car is driving itself, making the turn on the 405 without issue. And it's like, I am kind of living in the future right now. Like, you know, the other thing that, the only thing the car's not doing is flying, which is probably next, right? Um, so it, this was a fun, uh, a fun chat because uh, it's sort of a demonstration of using mobile technology, using automobile technology in the most useful ways uh, in the present, right? That, showed us that this is going to keep advancing advanced sensors advanced technology advanced visualization and we are all living in the future as long as you want to give it a go well living in the future yeah. is is a great way to wrap up today's episode of this week in xr we'll see you next friday thanks Thank you.